West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. Alright, welcome everybody to another special edition of Empty Out the Clip because we just did one a couple of days ago and this is another one. I think this is an Easter special in the clip because <laughs> you get two instead of one. <laughs> so welcome back, my brothers. Avilets, what's up, boys? What's up, boys? What's up, man? What's cracking? Good, man. What's good? I'm good, man. Just, man, excited about, about the week ahead. We've got another holiday tomorrow. Um, Monday, then back on the grind on Tuesday, but short week, man. Short week, so I'm looking forward to that. Short week, but, man. Shoutouts, boys. Who are we going to shout out? Um, well, okay, my first or oh, my only shout out is to um, shout out to Izzy Israel Alasanya. Hey, man, like, uh, I backed him because he's a like, he's I say he's a New Zealander, even though he had the Nigerian uh, flag in the, on his um, the the intro with the fighters. And but I that's saw, fine though, right? It's fine because you know, when someone's with the Samoan flag, but they represent New Zealand, so that's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, my shout out to Izzy. He, he got, yeah, he got the dub. Um, are you sure though? Did you listen back to the last tape? You were like, I hope he gets knocked out. Wasn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like, can someone uh, fact check that one? <laughs> no, it's it's because he's a Kiwi, like you know, and like if he was probably fighting with um someone else and like an Aussie or Kiwi, then I probably get for them. But it's because he's a Kiwi, you know, and I got nothing, no, no allegiance to. Alex, Alex guy, even though he's a good fighter. Um, no, nah, but yeah, shout out to Izzy. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll talk about the fight uh, after this. Well, shout outs. Oh, man. My shout outs. I bumped into your old boy. Um, to my shout outs to um, Joe Burns and the old boys who have taken over the, the first 15 coaching this year. Yeah, man. Solid bunch of kids. I know um, Matt Howling has taken the 14s and um, no, Sutton Mulevai has taken the 15s. He's taken them two years in a row, so he's got the seconds this year. And Joel's been part of the, you know, he's one of those old boys. Like, if you call him, he'll drop everything and come and help. So he's got the backs this year. And it's good that he has the pulling power to bring other old boys back to give back. Like, you know, like um, Zane's there now at the school. Um, shout out to those guys, man, because it's been a minute since I've been involved with some of the old, the old boys stuff, especially directly to the school. But it's like... All the stuff that we've done in previous years just to make the noise to get old boys to come back. It's good to see that they're actually listening now, you know. They can hear the noise. And it's mm. always good to be part of something when you know when it's not for it's you know, for it's lows and that, but also like when we're winning like back to back and then all of a sudden they want to get on the back of the bus. <laughs> but nah, appreciate the um support from Joe and also to my bro Sid up north. Uh, I think his boy should be coming back soon, so yeah. Hopefully he's back in the country playing some squash and then we can see some elite, you know, squash players that are someone new kids, you know, representing the country and stuff like that. Uh, I love I love that it's like very because you know, someone's in that window it's like you hardly yeah. see them, uh when squash you know one is a kid he's born in the country and you know Bevers Prince Samoan, it's like sure makes you that much prouder. But shout out to Mason, um, the Smells family and my last shout outs to my daughter, my daughter Nikita. Um, it's coming close so my time's probably going to be wrapped up in a few months but yeah, her time will probably be wrapping up with us so look forward to um, what the future brings in the next few months but like yeah that's why I've always been hungry just to lace as many as we can before that time comes 
want to make shout out to all the listeners out there who are tuning in to MTR the Clip and all the other West West Network content. You know, we're doing this because we know we love what we're doing and, you know, we, we love you guys for for tuning in and sending us comments too. We've got this new segment on the podcast called uh, Comments Corner where we're going to shout out people that put comments in. Negative comments or positive comments, it doesn't matter. We're going to shout you out. So so get ready for that. We did it before. We're going to do it again. Um, and don't forget our Facebook Empty Out The Clip page. It's a private page so you can jump in and... Uh, Ask the free questions and our security will uh, will let you in so you can have a chance to um, chuck in your five cents, ten cents of uh, stories to for us to talk about on the podcast as well. So remember the um, empty out the clip, the EOTC Facebook group page. And yeah, man, thanks for tuning in. Okay, boys, uh, it's only been a couple of days, but what have you guys been up to? Uh, nothing much. I went over to <laughs> my olds, watched the rugby, um, watched some of the sports, watched some NBA yesterday. I fell asleep during the Blues game. I don't know why, but yeah, I fell asleep. There's a lot of sport though, eh? Yeah, it's just oh, it's just because they got Sky and I can watch all the the Sky, all the Sky stuff there. Um, and my olds, no, nothing much. Just what, catching up on all the sports. Man, so when do we like Friday? <laughs> yeah, Friday. Oh, <laughs> busy man, busy day. <laughs> oh man, shout out to um to uh, what's his name, Richie, Richie Mong on his hundred day Super Rugby. But man, I tell you, first thing in the morning, Saturday morning, the shop talk was very Moana Pacific got robbed. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> what what, what actually happened? I think because the Moana was leading right up until the last five minutes of the second half, first half. And then some decisions started going against him. Oh. And then, yeah, I think they went into the break ahead. And then some the ref started reaching for his pocket ones. Oh, Simbins. Then, yeah. Since off, I think it was just a... I know what it is, man. You know, Islanders in their style of rugby, man, uh, too much, um, too much aggression and not enough discipline. And then, oh yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah, it's just funny when someone does. Uh, oh, okay, did the ref see that? <laughs> you got to remember, man. Everyone can yeah, see it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think the ref can't see it? Can't but hide the TMO is gonna see it. He's gonna tell the linesman. But yeah, they were robbed. So it's funny that the first few hours of shop talk was just. Man, things got robbed. But you know, I think what you like. I remember Hems was saying on the last part, like, man, it's a whitewash, and it's gonna be a waste of time. But I more must have heard the, the episode, man, because fuck, he played out of his skin, mate. <laughs> like straight up, like his pick in the AB's in the tour last year was on the back of performances like that, especially against the red and black, because yeah. you know, Havili and that, that combination at the Crusaders is strong. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I watched the highlights of it. But yeah, I had to watch it because I knew, like, man, I want to see these guys get a hiding. And then next minute, <laughs> yeah, that played well, man. Good, played really good well. game. Yeah, good well. But was, nah, um, same old, same old, man. Livio Moore, he, he ran for 68 meters uh, with 11 carries, so he he had the most meters out of the whole team. And two tries, eh? Yeah, so he yeah he he, did, he was the best of, of that team. But otherwise, I've just been eating, eh? Eating oh, heaps. Man. This is what you do on Easter. Spending a lot of quality time with my good law watching movies as well. We watched um, Friday After Next last night, and the night before that, we watched um, Fina. Oh, that was Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which was good. Good watch. But yeah, it feels like the days are going slow, but uh, yeah. you appreciate them, eh? Yeah, because next minute <laughs> you'll be back at, uh, back at work. I'm not back at work until Thursday night. Oh, oh nice. I got a good long break. I mean, man, I'm back on Tuesday, but um, you know, after we laced on uh, Friday, just relaxed that night and the sleep woke up. And uh, yeah, you're right, man, because, you know, it's, it's Easter holidays, you know, you tend to eat more. And uh, 
the lockdown vibe. Like you go, you walk back to the fridge, like something you're magically gonna appear in the fridge. Yeah. You go, oh, I'll just have the last put in. Well, still there when you go back the next time, you might as well heat it up immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and you know, you you think in your back of my mind, I thought in the back of my mind, like four days off, cool, I'm gonna stay home, relax, you know, save some money. Nah, it doesn't work like that. Eh? Like, you're still gonna spend money because I thought, man, four places are closed, but now nah, the places are still open. Eh? The food places, yeah, yeah. I think all the supermarkets are closed. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta well, get to dangerous, the eh? yeah. dangerous, the expensive man. dairies. I think I went to the bakery, Westside Baked House oh, twice, man. Oh. Twice, bro. Oh, that's when the prices go up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> oh, they went too bad, actually. Like, I just stick to my sausage roll and chicken and cheese pie. That's it. Stay in my lane, man. Stay in my lane. Mm. Yeah, so. What about you? Weekend, like, how, how have you found since we laced on Friday? With the... It felt, you know, it's only been a day in between. It felt longer than that. Yeah, it feels longer than that. Eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's because we we did a lot. Because I did go to the movies on Saturday. I went to watch Air. I'll talk about that later on on the what we watched segment of this podcast. But yeah, just try to relax and you know how I say like oh heaps of things to do like edit and write. You did none of that, like, right? Taking over with um, just watching stuff on TV. And, <laughs> you know, you just man, time flies, eh? Yeah, time flies when you're doing nothing. You know, I thought times flies when you're having fun, but nah. Also, when you're doing nothing either. Yeah. <laughs> it shows, man, when you're because you, you're always working hard, but you're always busy. You know, time time yeah disappear once you yeah. realize like man, I just didn't get anything done today. Yeah, so now nah, we're we're back here and uh, we're gonna talk about the um the fight. So uh, so obviously you came over because I booked the fight. I booked the fight today and um. Uh, Cause um it's free eh it's free until you get to the the main event rounds yeah hey so the preliminary the preliminaries are free the the, the early preliminaries are free the preliminaries are free and then the main event you gotta pay for so book that and you came build up to the easy fight because this is round two eh the, this is the second yeah. match because so well, how did the first fight end though first fight ended five TKO yeah to Alex thing. But that went the full five rounds. Eight. Five rounds. But there's a snippet of I think at the end of one of those rounds, Izzy had him rocked, but because the bell went, like it sort of saved Alex, you know. But just yeah, there's a I saw on Instagram. Just imagine if Izzy had um five more seconds, you know. Yeah, but anyway, anyways. Yeah, so he lost that first fight. So this build up was kind of like oh man, people were nervous, eh? Because I think up until the first Alex fight. People think, oh, no, nah, he's got it. Yeah. Um, Style Benny, he's got it in the bag, you know, easy. But when he lost, it was like a shock, you know. And I think this fight now, sort of like people had in the back of their mind, maybe he made this match, you know, like 50-50 about it, you know. Because he had lost to him beforehand, eh? Yeah, yeah. twice. Fucks, man. Before but see, that's, a, that's massive, right? Yeah. That is massive, eh? Because, you know, on the back of Aziz, like, you know, road to glory and him being the champ, like, in the UFC. Like, you know, some people throw that at you, like, you know, you look at the guys that Mark fought and lost to and then end up fussing them in the UFC, you know? Yeah. But that, two wins beforehand, and, and then, then beat them. Yeah. You got to, mentally, yeah, you got to feel some sort of way, like, shut him, man. Like, like you sure. Like, <laughs> uh. It's funny, because, uh, you know, I follow I, I follow um, UFC and all the fighters, and then there was on Instagram, and there was a part, um, like, an interview where some of the fighters, um... Uh, they got actually they the you know who would win in this fight. Most of them picked Alex, and I think it was only um oh 
I forgot who. He's one fighter, eh? He they picked Izzy yeah. to win, but most of much even John Jones, John, and I remember John Jones's words were, you know, sometimes um, fighters know like they got your number, you know, like Alex, you know, because Alex has fought Izzy, you know, previously and uh, beat him, you know, that's what John Jones. So John Jones picked Alex to win, but yeah, but then yeah. Yeah, then again, it was just, yeah, watching the fight today was mean. Because mm, the way he won, eh? Like, the way he won. Like, when yeah. he walked in, you saw how hyped he was, eh? Yeah. Like, we, when he walked in, the, the the mic was up to him, and he said, this is my house, motherfucker. And he yeah. ran in there. He was, oh, he was skipping in. Yeah. You know, and you can tell he's hyped, man. He's ready. And, that, and that's what you want him to be, eh? Like, if any thoughts you had, oh, man, this is a big challenge for him because he lost to this guy three times before, you know? Yeah. And now he's coming up to him again like this is the rematch he better win man like I think this is the first time you know I was kind of like 50-50 he might lose you know but yeah. you know and there was a there was a big difference in in how I felt you know in the game but just seeing him hyped sort of put me at ease as well yeah oh, no, I think he's got it I think he's got it you know just that confidence eh? and then when Alex Pereira walked in he did his uh, his, his bow and arrow thing <laughs> that he always does you know, like, oh yeah, here we go, here we go. Round one starts and it's kind of like um, they're both feeding each other out for the whole round, eh? So yeah. you know nothing is really going to happen, eh? Yeah, and I, I remember, um, I remember, I think I told you just before the beginning of the fight that Izzy's going to knock him out in the second round. That's what I said to this guy in the uh, beginning of the fight. And that's what he did. He knocked him out in the second round. But it's, it's just the whole, I think on our Friday episode, Let's was like I was um saying, you know, it's just the way that he is, you know. And then Let's was saying, no, but that's him hyping himself up for the fight, you know. But like, like being even, a showboating, yeah, yeah. But even like at the end of the fight when he knocked him out to, today, just you know, like oh, I mean, like there's there's you know the humble fighter, and then there's the overboard celebration <laughs> fighter. Like he was doing like doing the arrows when he's on the ground. Man, I think you, know? you need to have it. You know what? I think you need to go watch like Best of the Best and Mighty Ducks and all of those. You know when like what? you think about those movies also? you know when you were like, get up like you know, like Kickbox yeah. for example. You don't want Tong Po to go kick his ass, right? When Van Damme goes, Got it that moment that that happens, bro, that's <laughs> a Izzy that's gonna be remembered as a Izzy moment. Because yeah. this guy smashed him three times. Yeah. There was like he was gone nine nights. So yeah, for him to win. Yeah. You don't want to be like humble. Fuck that. Yeah, I know. You I know. Record it's it and remember it and be like, fuck when we did it. So shout outs to Eugene and that man, because I know I watched a snippet of them just like talking about what they do, you know, the routine that they do, the dinner that they have. So just to hear him say, like, man, he's he's gotta give it to the sparring partners, eh? Yeah, he's got to give them credit. People don't see the work that goes on, and it's just the guys in the gym. But he, he just keeps telling like the the, the um the team as the group as a whole. Like he acknowledges the sparring partners because it's them. They're the ones who test us. He like they're the ones who go stand toe to toe to him, swap punches and kicks and whatever you know. So it's cool. Like you got a Samoan, <laughs> you got to chuck that out there. Samoan was talking to <laughs> in the corner of the you know the UFC champ, just telling him like you know you got to acknowledge everyone. Because it's not like a one-man gang sort of thing, you know. Going into a fight like that. Yeah, I think I'm. I'm less. I'm just, like. I'm just used to like humble fighters. Like I know Izzy's not like that, but yeah, like because we watched the um. So we watched the uh, the 
not the prelims, but there were a couple of fights we watched before, and there was a couple of guys that I liked. Um, Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. The way like um, when he won, he you know he he was just he was humble. He was when he shook the guy's hand, or whatever. But um, and Gilbert Burns, he beat um, um Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Um, but just the way that they won, they're like humble fighters. But I know UFC, they love the show, and that's what draws, you know, it's just, yeah, like, yeah, just the whole, but his speech was good when he won, though. He did a mean speech, mm. you know, like the feeling, yeah. Um, what was the it? The happy feeling, like, yeah. everybody, I want everybody to hear feel, to feel that one time in your life, that feeling you get when you sort of like get over the line, eh? Yeah. No, but it was, it was a mean fight. Like it's a mean fight because you know when he was when he, when he called it, he said playing possum me. I was yeah. playing possum with him. I was playing, <laughs> but he was eh, and I thought he was getting he's gonna get, get damaged. He was, I thought he was gonna get damaged, and I thought he was gonna lose that that moment because he was up against the, the cage. The cage. He was up against the cage, and and Alex was going at him like in his body eh, and in his head, and he was like just protecting himself. He just waited. He, but he was just waiting. It was yeah. part of the plan, and he just called him twice, three times. Eh? What did he catch him with? A, a hook. A eh? right, oh, a right hook, and then he, he didn't submit him. He took him on his feet. Yeah, yeah, on the on the as he was on the cage. Senior yeah. the world fighters, man, fuck you. You want to come and know how to do it, man? Come down to New Zealand. <laughs> this is how we finish fights, eh? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a mean comeback fight. Like after, because all the talking in that and like. Um, just the way but then the other thing what I did see was um, Izzy's training because I watched all the unbedded, um the episodes leading up to it and um, I think his YouTube channel just the extra training he was doing man just yeah just crazy stuff eh but man you gotta be you gotta love the the bow and arrows the free bow and arrows <laughs> he did to um, did he Alex. move did he move? Oh, did he? <laughs> no, because when he was KO'd. Oh, he was KO'd after he won. Straight like, away. He, he did the hammer fist and then the ref jumped in. And then he was like, oh. And then he did the whole bow and arrow three times. <laughs> and then he went and did the, I think they call it the sturdy dance in the middle of the arena. You know how he does the. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm just being humble. Like, yeah. <laughs> nah, but hey, yeah. Uh, hey, heat of the him, moment, man. you know. But I love that shit, eh? I love that shit. Nah, that's the way you win, man. Especially when you need someone fucking beating you three times. It's yeah, sort of like uh, celebrating after you score a touchdown in NFL. Or, you know, celebrating after you score a try in rugby, you know? Yeah. But that's like the winning try, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that's the winning try. That's the extra time. Golden yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, um, that must have... Good for fight was good, eh? Yeah. Like he he went out retired. Eh? He retired because he lost twenty but, years. You'd mm. never know. Oh, and I was telling um, Cam's too. Did you have you ever watched the uh, Kimbo Slice back in the day, Kimbo? And he had and um, you know how he used to fight in the back. Yeah. yeah. So this the one of Jorge Masvidal's fight when he was young it was because I used to watch all the fights. He was on like he fought before Kimbo back in that same place. And that's when I first heard of him. And I remembered what, uh, I think they interviewed him, what he used to do. Like, he only fought so he can get the prize money, you know, like 500 bucks or whatever, so he can go eat McDonald's. <laughs> now he, now he's a multi-millionaire. So was hungry, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? But you, you, you're you telling me, yeah, like, I remember him now when you told me he's got the record of 
Is it the record? The five seconds? Five, yeah. <laughs> when the five second? Yeah, the, oh, but he's yeah. a bit of a trash talker, do you think? Yeah. He's a trash talker, Hardy. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's... Well, mm. I'm like, yeah. But you'll never know that at the end of it. Because he had his kids there and yeah. his family. And he, they still they all do the build up, the fights and that. He announced his retirement. And he shouted out to Donald Trump. That, oh, yeah. <laughs> you, know, see, they're, they're, you know how they, they the camera goes to all the celebrities in the stand? They're Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump was there. <laughs> Next to uh, Mike and, and Mike everyone, Tyson. everyone was uh, like, like cheering. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that, yeah. Was, that was cool. That was cool. So yeah, that was a good fight. How about the sports and the, and the weekend, boys? Have you got a team yet? Because when we're talking about sports, man, we've got to talk about our teams. Yeah, I know. Oh, you just um, jump on the back of the Raiders, man. <laughs> upset of the weekend was fucking. Oh yeah, they, the yeah, you may yeah. as well. You may as well. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Braska who flew over to watch that game. Oh, yeah. Took it off the bucket list, bro. I, I, saw, I saw his face I too. Yeah, oh. but bro, that was a freaking classic um, combat, man. Like battle. Man, I fell. Uh, I fell asleep. What happened? Let's. I think they were pretty much winning the game the whole time, man. But yeah, on the back of um, Papa Lee's running efforts, eh? Just mm-hmm. that little 1%. They call it the little 1%ers, eh? It's like when the teams let Lavar and you catch the guys Still in, the, in the middle. You, you catch the guys on the fence, you know, in the middle. And Papa Lee's just hit the legs. That's, that was his form leading into the back of game three as well last year in the state of origin. He just keep running, you know. And, mm-hmm. and even when he came off the bench, he was doing running like that as well. So yeah, man. I think Melman Higgins was praising his um ex team, mate. <laughs> he's probably like the only Samoan I've seen. Like, you know how they have the panel interview the player, like like matter of the match or like the player or captain. Bro, he was he literally answered like twelve questions. Wow. Literally answered twelve questions and He's originally from Brisbane, eh? Oh, he this is what getting me. He didn't even sound like he was Lelawa. Oh great. <laughs> so I was like Fuck, this guy just played, like, you know. Oh, just 80 finished, minutes. No, he just finished the, the back of the second half and then, like, straight into the end. So he put the headphones <laughs> on and they're answering, asking them questions. But you see other games and people are like, <sighs> Yeah, hard. That fade is breathing into the microphones. Right. But yeah, that was a, yeah, that was probably the upset of the, the weekend in the league, I think. What was the upset? Because that, that's the first loss, huh? And yeah. in cameras, I'll be doing 12. I think this is the second one, I think. Yeah, definitely mm. even the top eight. Mm. Well, I know. I hope my team's still on top eight after what happened uh, yesterday. Yeah, they got pumped, eh? You said the chokes got cooked. They were more got moved, bro. They got <laughs> pumped, <laughs> <they got tumped, laughs> eh? 44-12, man. We got... Wow. Anyway, I think we only scored in the second half, I think. Was it off DC's kick? He was off his kick, eh? Did, did they... Uh, yeah. Because we had... Um, we had... Jason Saab came back. That was his first game. He just scored a couple of tries, I think, at the end, but well, it wasn't enough. Um, Morgan Harper, that was the second game back. Don't rate that guy. That makes our edge... His edge is so weak, man. On D, and that's the problem with our team, my, my team. Our defense, man, you know. We're, we're leaking down tries. The Malaga we were praising the other week, the one who was in form scoring tries and stuff. That's his kryptonite, is that his tackling? <laughs> Oh, he can't so, tackle. I think the first try was off a, a standing little step and the man pulled and <laughs> <laughs> You know what they remind me of? <laughs> like when you go, hold hands, hold hands, and then someone lets go and then they come and score. Oh, right, well, and they yeah. get, it happens once twice, man. And I don't think he, bought, he had his confidence, you know, after that. Oh, gosh. 
tell you what, I'm disappointed. Probably not disappointed as much because I know he came back from injury and it feels like he's slowly Turbo. getting himself in the game. But it's, it's Tom, man. It's Tommy Turbo, man. Like he, I don't know. It feels like he's holding back for some reason or just careful. You know, he's not going well, there. What was his injury when he... Hamstring. Oh, he dislocated his shoulder last last year. Oh. Yeah, and then uh, didn't he have the hamstring when when he got better, got a hamstring injury. So they they flew him over to um, Philadelphia yeah. to see uh, an expert. Expert. The, that same expert fixed um, the Charles Mitchell's hamstring. Yeah. Oh. So that happened. So he's back. He hasn't had injuries yet, but it feels like he hasn't been. He's been holding back. You know. Doesn't want to get hurt. I don't know. I think, know. You, I I think know. you might want to send to Primeros. That's probably why. Speaking about today. But they got a game tomorrow. They got a Monday game, Parramatta, and uh, and Tigers. You guys are gonna win that easy, I think. I don't know, man. Look at what happened to you guys. Because I thought the game was gonna be closer. To be honest, mm. I didn't think it was gonna blow out like that. But mind you, when um Eric said, "Oh man, can they come back?" It was like, what did I say? The Rockets come back like in the <laughs> Clutch City. the Magic <laughs> back in the day. But then the Warriors came back. Hey, last week from yeah. that deficit, which was like fucking, they ended up winning the game. Twenty nil. That's came back. Brave. Mm. And that's what I like. Um, that's a big difference between NRL and Super Rugby at the moment. Like the comebacks, you know. Yeah. I yeah. think league is a sport where you can be down by three tries and ten minutes to go, you can still win the game. You know. Well, yep. If you're down, if you're doing that same score in rugby, or uh, game over, right? You know. Just that never see that attitude. Eh? Either I was tired or like, um, yeah, I was watching the Blues and the Rebels. And then I wake up and it was like four thirty in the morning, you know. <laughs> um, like what's going on there? Yeah, no, and but I, I, like I didn't. I wanted to watch the Bronx and the Raiders, but my dad wanted to watch the Blues, mm. so we left it on the Blues. And then I crashed, man. And like it's not um, the entertainment level is it's like not exciting to be honest. Yeah, is that um, why you, that's why you fell asleep, man. Yeah, well. Yeah, but it's just even watching the like it's just a kick kick to the thing line out scrum, couple of you know passes, mm. like passages or whatever phases whatever whatever they call it. Well, if, if think about the difference between rugby union and rugby league, like in rugby league you get six sets right, and then you, the other team gets the ball back somehow. When rugby you can have phases forever until you lose the yeah. ball, you know, or until someone steals it, you know, so. It's not like it's, it's guaranteed, guaranteed turnover. Like it's in rugby league, you know, six or uh, f- five tackles, you got to kick it or score a try, and the other team will will get the ball back. So yeah, it's that back and forth versus when you got when the other team going to get the ball back. I don't know if you heard the uh, comments of um, Phil Gold talking about Sweet League should just piss off now. Did you see that? <laughs> oh no! Oh, yeah, it's pretty ugly, eh? I think um, Paul Gallon was popular about him because he's like. If he fucks off now, then we might not have a chance to get the Murray's. He wouldn't say it, but that's what I could hear, you know? But he was oh, like for saying, the new self, for new self. Yeah, because he was saying that, like, um, listen, Eddie Jones, is, he's had a track record of, like, going after rugby players that he wants, and he'll chuck whatever amount of money to get them in the team, because he did it to Matt Rogers and Wendell Saylor and Lottie Takiri oh, when he, true, they, yeah. he pulled them into the rugby, yeah, into the um, Australian rugby scene. So they were saying, like, if he, if he, if he goes... Like, and then it showed some of his school with rugby. He's playing second five centre, man. Fuck. Yeah, I saw that. That's massive, eh? So, like, if he did get dragged over, I was like, well, obviously going to grab another. But I reckon Nathan Cleary would be a 
perfect move for that. For that, eh? True that, yeah. Bro, he can do everything, man. He said too that he wanted mine because he grew up here. Eh? Yeah, yeah. When well, his dad was coaching the Warriors. Mm. Mm. But who would? Uh, but who would he play for? Either Any. ACT, I reckon he'd be a good fit for ACT. Mm. Like he wouldn't get onto the ribs. Fuck that. He should be wasting time. Man. Well, world times, maybe. Yeah. yeah. True that. But if they did, man, building into the World Cup, bro, that'd be the the team to watch out for. If they could grab that talent and move it across. How, do you know how long he's signed for to the uh, Panthers? Uh, I'm not sure. But they'll probably have to. They probably will want him to stay. Because it's his dad's there, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hide up. You know? But um, yeah, you're right. Because um, I think Steven Crowder is gone next year. And someone else is going. Who's going to? Oh, Spencer Anyway, He's going there. He's got he got a doggy's um contract too, eh? Oh, I know he's going. There's yeah, I'm sure. There's, there's the doggies. Doggies. Yeah. Damn. Speaking of the Bulldogs, man, Adel Car, see his injury, man. Oh shit! See, he, he jinxed the fools. Uh. <laughs> he jinxed the mate. Can you remember? <laughs> We're talking about who would start, who would you leave out? <laughs> would you leave out um Tedesco, Sweetly, and this guy is now Fox over the trial will be in next minute. See him do the splits. No, I think he told his He told his knee ends ends and quick. So he's our if it's origin. his knee, bro, yeah. Bro, there's the knees probably the worstest one to do, eh? And but you know what? It wasn't even tackle anything. It was just a... It was slip. See his foot get caught in the, in the grass? Oh, man. Man. Like he was running. Shout out to Siosi Vaili, man. Back in the day, he's always told the guys, where's your spricks? Oh, <laughs> we had them for the game. He goes, you should always be prepared. Fucking that guy would do that in the game, man. Shit. I didn't. He didn't have his sprigs on. No, it was like the. It looked like there was a bit of wet surface because it was like yeah, getting late. But oh. let's just say he was running and his leg got stuck in the grass. That's like Hollywood husband material, but his leg was mm-hmm. malepelepe. It was like oh, yeah, man. All the ligaments were sprained inside. He's yeah. a good athlete. You know too. that's that's the worst way to get injured, man. Because it's not even from a tackle or anyone. It's from <laughs> the actual someone, fuel. Yeah, but even if imagine if the weight had been on him, fuck, he would have probably done a oh. worse, man. Snapped. But they imagine had, if it was it wasn't even the FUD. They? they had to carry him off. Yeah, he got oh. carried off. He got he got cool runnings off. <laughs> See, because he jinxed his, he jinxed his team, man. Shuck. Speaking of bad fields, see, um, Suncorp Stadium's field, <laughs> man. Was, there's footsteps everywhere, man. Like flooded dirt, like, oh. like, man. There's holes in the ground every time you step. <laughs> Might have been the pre, um, pre-game entertainment, man. Because I was watching Bryce's videos, like, oh, look at the flames, <laughs> not the fire flames. Sure, <laughs> a oh, man. Okay, I guess so. Lee's gonna be on the wing then, for New South Wales, <laughs> and to on another wing. Not a full goal's got anything to do with it, bro. He's already not. He's already yeah. made his decision. Then definitely, oh man, if they put to pull back in there, oh fuck. Yeah, he's I reckon he's a big game player though. Eh? Just oh, no, the first he, game. He didn't, not do, much, he didn't do much last year. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do much last year besides shut down the high ball. Mm. I remember more. <laughs> This is on the back of like Brian Sauter's not doing jack shit and then against Mandy Ola. <laughs> the bad running meters are like. <laughs> those running meters are pretty good, eh? And like I told everyone, man, they just start watching after round 10. Yeah, true. <laughs> that's good, anything that's before round 10 doesn't mean shit, man. We'll see if the Warriors are still in the top four come round 12. And if they are, fuck, they'll be. They'll be, be on their way pushing to for minor premiums easy, yeah. man. Because they got, they got a good team. They got a good team. 
Well, they're playing tonight. Eight, mm. eight o'clock, eight fifteen. To come back from last week, the way they did against fuck Granada, bro, that's fuck. yeah. To be honest, I they're going to lose to to Sharks. Yeah, Sharks yeah, been yeah. pretty good, and, and and Nico Hines was back too. So yeah, but still, bro, the way they came back, bro, they had <laughs> me like I don't want to follow Steve. I just want to watch it. Eh? Well, they, they they must have been booing Stacey um Stacey Jones. What the fuck, um Sean Johnson, eh? Like, cause he's a ex Shark yeah. player. But did you see the last four minutes of play? They were down. They were down by. Oh, 20. we kicked the penalty. He kicked the penalty because that that was it. They touched the ball and he picked it up from an offside position. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then they did the sh- Cronulla did the short ball kick off to them, and then he was the one who hit it. And then the guys got it in the offside position. Same thing. Oh. And it came down to that last kick. Yeah, I saw that. The yeah, kick. so so with Sean Johnson and the Sharks, they they have the choice to either pick tell Sean Johnson to go or or Moylan to go, and they they chose Sean Johnson to go. So I don't think they'll be booing him at Sharks. Because he didn't play well for them last year. Oh, when he okay. Was there. It's all of like he's had a rejuvenation and he's playing. Yeah, he's playing yeah. better. How old is he now? In his early 30s? Or not now? It would be. Surely he should be like 26. Oh, in his late 20s. 20s. Late 20s? Mm. Mm. Yeah. But it seems like. Because the old Sean Johnson's not there. Eh? Like the fast. He's not. He's not running much now these days, eh? But I think what's changed when when I see he's running the the line more, but he's passing right before the yeah his passing the, the contact think, there. Yeah, I think his passing game, just like most of the old players, like the older they get, they don't hit, take the balls of the line more. Mm. They sort of use the guys that run outside them. And he's got good. So he's got one of our ex players, the the Maori dude. Man, he's fucking good on the French man. But that's like imagine a pair bought him. Unstoppable, bro. Because he can do it all, eh? But, I mean, yeah, there's some bits of his game that's not like the old short, old Johnson yeah. of late, you know, like. Remember that World Cup and he did the clutch step against England? But <laughs> 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 that's like, man. Fake pass, there's no it? one else that's going to be able to do that, like replicate that in our lifetimes, bro. I tell you now. Especially at that level. There's one thing to win it with, like, you know, like how Samoa did against England. But mm. to do what Johnson did and he didn't kick the winning points, it's like, surely, <laughs> That's like that's the stuff that all kids practice after training. <laughs> kick the last kick. Who do they got? Um, at eight o'clock. Who are they playing? The Warriors. Yeah, they're, they're going to game tonight. Uh, oh, Newcastle. They're Easy Newcastle. two points. Hmm. So that, yeah, that's come around twice the way. Who yeah. played them before? Right? Yeah, second game. I think oh, who, who won that? Uh, Warriors, Warriors won there. Well, I think they'll win again. Yeah, because yeah, that was that um, what's his name? Ponga hit his um. That's right. Oh, injury. He had to go off, but he didn't oh. go off, and they're like, "Yeah, hey, no, stop the game. He had to get off." <clears throat> and that was the controversy at at the Broncos Canberra game, eh? When um, Rapana got knocked oh, in the head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so he didn't go off. He stayed on. No, he couldn't win off. Oh, okay. But see all that blood squirting on his head? Fuck. Yeah. yeah, man. Yeah. You know, when it comes to rules like that, mm. it's like John Wick, man. The rules are there for a reason. <laughs> There's no one above it. No one, you know? <clears throat> Otherwise, we're just animals playing a game. Fuck, this is wrong. <laughs> like, he had, to, he had to go off. But if he saw, it looked like someone bloody um, Albert him in the head oh. and cut him open. Like, he goes, nah, I'm all good. It's like, 
Totally, you look like someone who just got massacred in a movie or something, <laughs> man. But do you agree that if 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 that happened and Rapunzel wasn't bleeding and he got up and he carried on, they would have they would have given the penalty because they gave a penalty. Mm. It wouldn't be a penalty if that happened there. It was just the fact that his head was bleeding. Oh, that was the. Like that I, was I, the I, don't, I didn't see the play. Was it a head clash? No, because well, the ball was. They kicked the ball, eh? And it came down on the try line. So Rapana went to get, catch the ball, but we caught it and fouled it at the same time. And when he was on the ground, I think it was Marie. He came running into. Was it a knee? And oh. his knee clipped him he on the head when he was on the ground. And <laughs> heaps of blood started. Screwing out of his But head. one of the commentators was like, But that guy's had a reconstruction on his face so many times. It's like, bro, any, even a paper would have did that. So they gave a penalty to. Um, but did it look accidental? Yeah, nah, yeah, no, it shouldn't have been a penalty, eh? I think, yeah. <coughs> now, th- that's the thing. It was an accident, right? Yeah, but they gave of, a penalty. Yeah, because of the blood. Because yeah. of the blood, and he was down for ages, and the, and the ambulance came but and took him away. But this is the way he milked it, eh? He's probably <laughs> picking it. <It's> like, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If, if it wasn't bleeding and he got up and carried on, it wouldn't be a penalty, right? The yeah. one in there. Oh man, he can't. The captain can't challenge. But see, that's the thing, man. Yeah, no, ch- no, no more challenge. Players are at that at that point where they know it's like, sorry, stay down. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Tom or someone would have yelled out, "Stay down!" It's like, I'm not more good. Stay down, duck. <laughs> Just because we got so many replays and like you know you can challenge and TMO and then linesman chant. Fuck. But that's the other problem too. If you're gonna stay down to milk it, you're gonna go out anyway for 15 minutes because that's the HIA yeah. rule. So you're gonna mm. risk uh, not playing for 15 minutes because you're gonna go out, and then you can't play next week, eh? That's of their rule. Oh, that's why I went to um to this game because you got 11 day um off because it's, it's it's different. I don't know how much you got hit. Yeah, because they assess your con- concussion, and if it's like a two week one, you're not playing for two weeks. If it's a one week one, then one week. <laughs> Shit, you know. But I think every HIA you got to be out for 15 minutes. That's the Oh yeah, that's the thing. Mm. But that's that's long, eh? They just make a decision, like, no, that's it. But you see why they do it? Because concussion is, is serious. Yeah, yeah long term, me. Eh? Yeah, long term. Because look, NFL man, those man, especially for those players that get that CTE. Yeah. That long term brain, um, yeah, brain damage. Eh? Then they end up um, committing suicide because they can't handle. The Will Smith concussion movies are. Good watchman of people that know what the side effects of like you know like concussion is or having concussion in your playing career mm. or in any context sport man anything that you know if if you have to wear a helmet or you have to protect your head like any head knock man is like one of these things it's not a trick hey it's like a um it's like having a abscess or something hidden beneath the skin and then later it comes starts to surface and when it surfaces but it's like too late to do anything. Yeah, it's either too late to do anything or it's worse than what you actually thought, you know. But yeah, man, there's concussions. It's like, man, the way they, because um, they don't know how to, like the neurological surgeons, they don't know how to, because you know, cause your, your brain's still alive. So the only way they can do it is sort of take your dead body and then cut your brain in half and then see the damage that mm. concussions have done. Because it's like little brain, um, little spits of blood all in your brain. Because otherwise, it would just look like a functioning brain, and they've never, they haven't, even right to this day, they haven't found anything that can freely, you know, take a photo of the brain, 
mm. with with the concussion and why people change because it starts off like mood swings and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because the the solution for it now, especially in sports like contact sports, like um like rugby and rugby union with with the contact, if you get a hit hit crash, you're supposed and, and if it's a concussion, you have to recover. If you get another concussion while you're if you get another hit crash when you're in concussion, then that's even worse. You need a uh, three A, and then you can't play anymore. And you know that's one thing. Like, and it pisses me off because my daughter she got a forearm to the forehead just training, and I remember being so mad, eh? And like even her, like, and I try to explain it to her the way they explain it in the movie. Like, if you put a, a a egg in a jar of water, and you shake it, it might be a boiled egg. It might be a little bit of damage to the outside, but what does that look like in the inside of the egg? Can't see it. Eh? You can't see it. So mm. that's exactly the way they're doing it now. Like even to this day, they haven't figured it a way, a way to take a photo of your brain if you're being hit like that. So imagine all these fighters; they yeah, might be perfect yeah. now, but I mean, who knows that someone's suffering by post concussion later, later? You know? Yeah. So that's why it's like you can understand why Mark would be so pissed at the UFC for not trying to, you know, make sure that their well-being is taken care of post fights. Yeah. Stuff like that, because bro, it's like me. The rugby game is like they say is on the G's or how you've been hit, but the contact sports of the head, man, fuck, it's like a baseball bat to the head, you know, kicks, punches. I don't think even in the NFL, even having a helmet is is actually is actually it's worse having a helmet because your head is 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 banging the inside the helmet, you know. If you had no helmet, it'll be like kind of fine. It won't be fine, but it'll be better than having a helmet. On. But it makes you wonder, like, because you know how Brent Tate used to wear that neck brace? Yeah. You know, and, like, that's that's the difference between, like, humans and, like, animals. Like, some animals, they have the shock absorbers in their neck built into their muscle and the way their, their um, the anatomy is built. Imagine if they did, like, build, make helmets and shoulder pads to save kids or, like, you know, players from moving around like that. Mm. Probably be a safer sport. So talk about that first article. So... So this is an interesting one, guys, because because later you posted on the EOTC Facebook group page a, a story that came out, and it was a painting. Yeah, so what was that about? And can you describe the the painting? Okay, so I'm not sure the name of the artist, but this artist, his first picture was on the Herald a couple of days ago. He had painted a picture of Jesus on the cross, and Jesus was wearing a... Um, like ear on his body, so he had a better tattooed on him. And you know, given the Christian community and then all the fear buckles out there with their <laughs> lima sangi, you know, some people have the counters from the housey days still jiggling around <laughs> it there. But I just thought to myself, like, you know, the initial thought of it when I saw it was like, Man, that's a beautiful piece of art. And that's really that's pretty cool, you know, for the artists. Yeah. So that that image hasn't surfaced on any other social media because it's a Herald article and I don't pay for the subscription to watch, you know, to open up the, you know, can't afford it. But <laughs> the second one came out and it might have been a previous piece before that because it's got a picture in the Tofunga and the two um, stretches with Jesus lying down getting his better. And so I shared that because I was been waiting for it to come on Facebook and um, I think it's um, one of the Samoan pages shared it. And, like, I just put thoughts, you know, because everyone's entitled to an opinion. But what did you think of when, of it when you saw the, the the picture? When I first, when I, okay, when I first saw it, I was like, wow, okay, that's, 
it's different it's cool and then i'm like so my belief is um i don't i'm i'm not from the era of the 19 you know 70s 1980s i'm always up for like change and if it's a good change for our culture or anything that um is a different like because i i believe it's different um but i believe it's it's cool it's a dope picture even with the one of jesus on the cross that one that was that was a mean picture but i can i can hear you know i can see views of other people you know um but i reckon i reckon it's dope but okay, here's a here's another following question for it, like from you, because you probably stepped into the church more recently than I would have. But if that was hanging inside the church, like in the hall, how do you think that would be received? Would it would it be received with like a like a no? What um, the fun is <laughs> no, I don't I don't think um, it would be <laughs> hanging on the church. But yeah, I, it, just because of how. Um, yeah, people would probably perceive it. Mm. Yeah, in the church, especially if that was in the church. Yeah, but no, I for me personally, I reckon it's a good, cool picture. Like it's mean, you know. Yeah, <coughs> I think just being part of this generation, like it's like we're in that 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 um time zone now. It's like everyone's got an opinion, especially yeah. on social media. Eh? Yeah, every eye guy's a doctor now. Like you know. Everyone knows everything about something, but here's what I've taken from it: because he's wearing a uh, um like yeah, and the the people that I am seeing comment like heavily up like Hashabala, if they're not of Samoan descent, they probably wouldn't get the cultural significance of wearing the like yeah, and being you know going under the owl. Yeah, I saw as in like man, people who have who know. The culture has been like, man, Jesus is someone. He is. He does walk amongst us, you yeah. know. And the way we hold ourselves, the way we're respectful, the way we serve, you know. Because if you look at it like through that lens, man, Jesus is the heart of most families, eh? Yeah. And there's sort of like, if you don't know the culture, if you don't know our culture, man, and like what Jesus in most homes is, it's like it's hard to sort of see like you know what it means to you, like our people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say he had been wearing like something that was Filipino. Like uh, you know, say if he was wearing a, a say he was wearing Jesus was wearing a poncho and a and a and a hat, you know, would people be saying the same things or would it just be all the the non Mexicans sort of thing? Yeah. Or, or the non Filipinos. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like if you bring it into the 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 aspect of like, oh man, you know, he's that's Jesus, like he his service to the world was that he died for everyone's sins and all that stuff. But like, I see like man, because once you put him in that 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 frame of like that um, status, it's like he's the highest of Matai's. Like he that he yeah. would be sitting higher than the Lee and any other Matai. He would be higher than the you know the Maliako and all of this, even the Lawaki back then. You know mm. because if if you know the way we celebrate like Easter and Christmas and that, that's like bro, like that's what it means to someone. That's why I think the artist's lens was when he was doing that piece. Yeah. Like, I don't think he put it out there to get, like, the way people, you know. Yeah, you bad know, reviews or yeah, whatever. bad reviews and, 
Because I read one interesting comment and that was Filippo's one. And it was, yeah, the intent maybe for Christians would have been like, man, that's, that's a, yeah, that's for me. <laughs> but like oh, I right. said, it's like, bro, but if he was bringing something of cultural identity to your anganu'u, you wouldn't feel that way. Hey? Yeah. It's like if he wore a, um, like a Maori tattoo, like, man, every Maori like would be, pro- yeah, it'll be different, man. Oh, no, it what is different. it? Oh. But I just feel like, man, you know, it is a beautiful piece. Yeah. But it's one of these pieces like, well, how many uh, pieces can back up over this, you know? <laughs> but that's a Stephen Setti sort of uh, picture, you know? <laughs> man, I shout out to the next person who does a Mickey Affle like that, eh? <laughs> what, are your, what are your thoughts, games? There's an old saying. There's a, a hundred year old saying or more than that. There's an old saying from before, before time. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And that means, you know, it's whatever you think it is. Like, it's beauty to you or it's not, you know? Mm. So, when it comes to artwork, man, it's subjective, you know? And I don't think anyone has a, everyone has a past to put something on there that is, you know, can be tasteful or or won't be, if you know what I mean. Like, it will be tasteful to a lot of people, Right. And we, we proved that when you when you look at the comments on this original post of this article, if you look in the comments, it's fifty fifty. There's people that love it, people that hate it, and that's art, man. That's art, you know. Hmm. We do this podcast. Hey, it's gonna be hundred people that hate it. It's gonna be hundred people that that love it. You know, it's the same sort of thing. So, but I get the whole. Um, it's it's polarizing because you know there's a new extreme view of it. Going, no, you can't do that because Jesus, it's sacred. You know. Jesus was never someone, someone stuff. You know, you can take it literally like that, or you can take it with open, open mind and think, okay, this is what the artist was trying to say. Like, you know, he, he just yeah. what, what you said, Alex. Like, he's, he's all of us. It doesn't matter if he's got a someone tattoo on him. He can have anything else on him. You know. Well, so, another way I thought of it too, just then when this was talking, is that it might not just represent. Um, Jesus, it could be like, like all the Samoans that are in Christianity, like they're you know uh, real hard out believers, you know, and it's just representing the Samoan culture. Even though, like, it's like everyone, like you know, I could say, oh yeah, now that's me on the cross, you know, like that, you know, and the bear too. I mean, even though I don't have one, but that's you know, that's that's me on the cross. You but know? see that that's your view on it. And yeah. it makes sense too. Like I think everybody's view makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to what they they view it, you know. Like you were saying, yeah, that that could be me on the cross because you know he's representing Samoans. You know? Doesn't mean he just represents Samoans only. You know, he's representing the whole world because he did die on the cross for our sins. Yeah, for everybody in the whole world. Yeah, you know. So, but this is a just a piece of a, like maybe it's a reminder that oh, it's us too. We're part of the whole world. Yeah, it's just it's just timing, eh? Like it's the, it's interesting because of the timing that these our Point pieces have come Easter, about because eh? of the Easter. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, some of the comments that I've seen, and you sort of know because sadly, like when I hear or I read comments, I can hear the accent behind the comment, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, oh my gosh. And I felt like there's a lot of Filipinos commenting, like, "Take off, man!" Like you know, it's like. Just let I, it go, man. I let can imagine. Go. I can imagine um, how little saying if I had that at church. I can just imagine all the elders, you know, always, oh, you know, why oh, drew that up there, you know. 
But you know, I also yeah. walk in the shoes of the people that find it offensive, because you know, like maybe because I don't know what hardcore uh, Christians think about when they see that that might be offensive to them. Like you know, it's like the true. Like if you a true Christian, you believe what you believe in, whatever religion it is, whatever Christian religion it is, because there's a lot out there. You know, it's like you gotta stay true to to what you read in the Bible. You know, stay true. Like there was never a bet on Jesus in any in any of the Bible. Yeah. You know, there was never in the <laughs> this picture was never ever in anything in history. You know, how dare you put you know Jesus in there? Like it's like putting Jesus on some out of us shit like imagine if someone drew jesus sitting on a on a funny wheel you know like mm. and put that out what you know yeah. it's like that like that that's not part of the narrative you know you got to stick to the what's what's in the bible and there was never that picture in any anywhere in history so so you know sometimes you can have an open mind sometimes you can't I can see both ways. Yeah, I, I can definitely see both ways, but I believe the the art piece was never the intent to come across to hurt. And yeah, disrespect, yeah. Disrespect anyone. Yeah, it was because like if you think about art, it's purely just express the artist. You know? Yeah, so the artist is probably just in that place of like man, like you know, someone who's probably just taken a hold of their own culture and just realized like man, the two most sacred things or mean now like you know as a Samoan or even as Pacifica it would be Jesus and my culture. So that tied onto one picture yeah. would be like, man, that speaks volumes, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, and we so talked about, before we jumped on the mics about this, we had a little chat about it, and you said, you know, the reason for to getting your, your bit done is because you went through all the process of proving your service to your your family and to the village or anything, you know? You, you proved it, so you earned it. Person like Jesus, oh man, don't have to think twice. Like, you, yeah, like yeah. you're all about service to since you were yeah. born, mate. So like he'd be walking, <laughs> he could do whatever he he'd be crumping into a guy's house, <laughs> even if he didn't have one on. I was like, bro, you know, he is sit, sit back, relax, man. See, and then, um, another thing too, what the artist might be saying is the picture of him, you know, like um, actually getting his like lying down and getting doing the bit and that. Is maybe he's trying to put across, you know, how he suffered, you know, yeah. during mm. that time, mm. and and part of the whole process of getting it is is the suffering. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Jesus, he suffered for us, you know, on the cross. Even before that, when he was getting his beating, yeah, before he had to carry the cross up the hill, like he was suffering that way. Like that's our interpretation of it. Eh? Mm. What's it's really, it's a really smart, mm. it's cool. Oh yeah, man! Like it's one of those pieces. Like um, I think Joy said, like, but I'd love, I'd hang that just for all the haters getting, yeah, I, I and just to say, put just on for the check. conversation. Like, you know, the conversation you'd have. Like, I want to post that up. Like in the Bible, like just of just of late, like since I've been podcasting, and um, like you know, the things that we never talk about in the shop it should be um, politics, politics and religion, and like since I've been on here, man, I've slowly let that voice come into the shop because at the end of the day like people are still supporting me and i shouldn't be able to crush someone's someone's point of view sort of thing you know but i let people speak their yeah, yeah. their truth and their freedom because bro, who am i to shut it down you know who am i to try and cancel them out but like i wish i could share that picture and hang it somewhere and just get someone's opinion on it because i can tell you man it wouldn't all be the same <laughs> yeah yeah there's many religions that walk through you know the shop and then you know have an open discussion It'll all just be voice of opinion, really. So put that um put that pick on our chat if he's got it. 
I want to post it up and then I want to put up on my stories like what's your guys' opinion on it and then maybe next podcast maybe share I think it's a beautiful piece of art to be honest yeah yes <laughs> it's a beautiful piece and I hope <laughs> I hope people don't get carried away and decide to do that while I suggested or while I mentioned the Jesus on the toilet one yeah. <laughs> well see that's what <laughs> I think is um, but you know what I mean hey, so people, get, people can get carried away man hey People might see. People might look at this, and I think that might be a little fear the Christians have when they oh, see bro, this and get offended. That's exactly it. Was. They might have a little fear, like, "Oh man, if you're gonna do that, man, someone's gonna do something like worse." I asked my girl, Laura, "Have you got a picture of that?" And she goes, "I get up." But then I asked, "How did you see it?" She said, "Someone from the school shared it." <laughs> she went back, whatever it said. I was like, "Nah, man, put something out there, then retract it." You know. But if you do, what are you doing it for? Are you doing it because you think the piece is nice or you just don't want to deal with the backlash that comes with it? But it's a good piece of art, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good piece of art. I want, yeah, I want to share it and just put it on, on my, maybe in my timeline and yeah. just see what people's thoughts are on it. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. Just need to get it on our check. Man, shout out to Capri with the um, Pricky Nana. Um, pineapple lumps, man. <laughs> Sick, you yeah. That's on New Zealand's finest day. Yeah, the pineapple lumps. Cadbury. This used to be down in Evandale, eh? Used to be in. Oh, yeah, Rosebank Road. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore, eh? I don't think so. Speaking of food, I got a food review, boys. So I went down to um, a restaurant named Chico's. C H I K O S. It's on Lincoln Road. It's next to Shen's uh, Chinese. If you know where Shen's Chinese is, opposite across the road. Oh, it's next. It's the block of shops right next to the um. Toyota. The uh, car wash, not. Yeah, between the car wash and the the Toyota. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, car dealership just across the road from um, Lincoln Mall. Lincoln Mall. Remember when we used to be the Lincoln Mall? Remember when we used to like walk in the, inside Lincoln Mall? Come out, Peck and Save, yeah. Come out. Oh, that's right, because Peck and Save was on that side, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 True. But anyway, we went to um, that place called Chico's. It's uh, it's actually a fancy restaurant, didn't even know. This restaurant is a fancy restaurant. It should be in Ponsonby, but it's not. It's not. It's smack dab in the middle of Lincoln Road. It's probably (laughs) the flash. It's going to be, honest, God, the the food there is bloody amazing, man. It's flash ass. And like I said, it should be on, it should be in town. Yeah. Anyway. It's like a fusion, Asian fusion with uh, European food. So I got the pork belly. Oh, no, I didn't get the pork belly. I saw pork belly, but I didn't order that. I ordered the um, the beef short ribs. If you go to like a barbecue place or or, or European place, European um, restaurant, and you see beef short ribs on the menu, you're going to get like a, a piece of meat on a big, big fat bone with some sauce and maybe some potato salad on the side or mashed potatoes on the side, right? But this one, you know, you get that plus all this bunch of other shit on top and on the side too. The sides on this on this dish, man, it's it's massive. You got heaps of different sides and it's yummy too. And it's all fancy, presented well and all that. Yeah. And and the meat, you can't even see it because it's all buried underneath all the shit on top, like the potato, mm. different kinds of potato. There's like um, pumpkin salad, all that kind of stuff. What do you? What are they? And what are they? Price wise. So it's like you know Asian fusion, like I said. So there's just some. Some singer stuff on there too, but it's it's nice, man. The the meat just fell off the bone just like that. You know, it's tasty. You don't need any, any entrees because it's like it's big Fully, enough. It's yeah. filling enough. 
So yeah. What's the price range in out of ten? So my one was like forty four bucks for for my dish. I'll probably give it a seven out of ten. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just because it's it's different. Yeah. And you're saying it's like a fancy restaurant, but it's on Lincoln Road. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's. I was quite surprised because it's probably the most fine dining place on on Lincoln Road at the moment. Chicos. So go when it's a I go on a date. Might have to go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do they take away dishes? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. But they do uh, like a um a set menu as well. I think it's eighty dollars per person, and you get um you pick one entree, you pick one main. And you pick one dessert. Yeah. So you get a free course meal. Man, this reminds me. Because it's getting, as it's getting colder, it's like making me want to go to Tony's. Because eh? Tony's still open, I don't, eh? I don't know. I think it's closed. The one in Henson. Is it? The yeah, it just closed recently. Oh. I saw a post. Oh. Okay. I've been there a couple of times. But the, are you guys like... um? So when when I used to go to restaurants and that, I used to always ask if they had like um, if their menus had pictures. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I used to always ask because the people I go or the person I'll go of, they knew what they were eating, and I'm like, oh, where's the fish and the chips and the burgers? Yeah. You know, and I wanted to see photos because hmm. sometimes I don't even know what I'm ordering. Like, do you have pork belly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or duck? Because <laughs> I, I think like. So if you go to a, a, a nice restaurant in town, you know the the plate is the portion's small, right? Yeah. You know, but this place, um, the portion's big. I mean, the the piece of meat is big, but but you can't even see it because it's buried underneath all the other stuff that's nice too. Yeah. All, you know, all the all the sides, all the sides are on top of it, and it's uh, it's a big plate. So I, I reckon you can get the same price of a fancy restaurant in town and get less food. You know, like going out of Chico's and get going the, Chico's, you get the, like a big portion over there. Mm. Especially if you think about travel too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm this kind of diner. Like, if I I always say, "Oh, you're gonna put extra on eh? Like, I always ask them, "Oh, can you put more sauce on? Can you, oh, you know, got any more fries? You know, just fill it up." <laughs> I'm, I'm no shame like that, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was um, surprising. Because that was the first time I've been there. That's on Lincoln. Yeah, I see that all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend that. I'll, I'll go back on the special occasion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think we could, I think we should go there. Yeah, we should, man. We should go. We should go. <laughs> for the 60th. For the 60th. Oh, yeah. We should go to that place out of Mount Roscoe. The one I was telling you about. And yeah, and you can pick whatever, pick all the, like, grab a drink, the two liters. There's only 38, I don't know how much it is now, but it was 38 bucks. Anyway, anyway, you're making me hungry. <laughs> you're making me hungry, bro. <laughs> okay, I've got a fair book of the week, guys. So, this is a story I found in the Herald, right? This is the story I found in the Herald. And the headline says, Rotorua man tries to use six somnia as the defense for raping a teen girl and he appealed it in court right so a man who claims he has suffered from a rare disease that means he has sex unknowingly while he's in his sleep he's appealing his con- conviction of raping a 15 year old girl at a party so so the story was that they were at a party they were drinking and the girl went to sleep in the garage and he went to sleep in the garage as well 
And then she woke up and saw the guy on, on, on top of her and sort of like struggled a bit. And then in the morning, he said to her, oh, don't tell anyone, right? And then he gets in trouble. He gets arrested. He gets sentenced. But then in his appeal, you know, he, he claims to have um, suffered uh, sexomnia. Now, I, I thought this was a joke, but you looked it up, eh? And, and what did you read? No, it was, it's actually um, uh, actual a sickness, eh? Yeah. yeah, it's a, actually an illness that someone can have. But it just still, it still sounds made up, though. <laughs> but the courts, obviously, I mean, unless unless all, unless their jury is like, like really heartless, <laughs> yeah, probably. and and really just want to be like, fuck, I just want to go <laughs> to my normal life, guilty, fuck, guilty, guilty, or not guilty, 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 yeah. guilty, not guilty, but I mean. He would have been drinking, knowing where you're going, and this is where I feel like. But if you're drinking, hey, fuck, you know what you're doing. Do not use that yeah. as an excuse, man. That's not a get out of jail free card, man. He knew he was gonna be drinking. Did he know he was gonna fall asleep there? He should have gone and slept in the car. He should have gone and slept somewhere else, not put himself in that position. It's like saying that I got a set of skills, like taking. Right? I got a set of skills. <laughs> if I get into a fight, hey. If the situation gets heated, walk away. Be the bigger man and walk away. Because you know, if if shit hits the fan, I'm going to be like Eraser and everyone's going to be <laughs> on the ground in, in 23 seconds. It's one of those yeah. moments, man. Like, if he knew he was going to be drinking, he should have had his Uber ready to come pick his ass up. Because now he's in court. He's not, you know, that was like a decision to go and have a good time, but he didn't realize the consequence that would have came out of it. Because you already know the risk, man. He knows the risk. Hey, I'm gonna fall asleep in my bullets. Like, <laughs> Stop following. <laughs> Fuck it, that's that's a no brainer, man. It's like surely he ain't fooling anybody with that shit, man. Even if it is a condition, man. It's like hey, because I look at it like this: the second the the court and the jury say, you know what. He did have a medical condition. You might as well say goodbye to the justice. Yeah, fuck, You might as well. It's like Damn. everyone else is going to go, oh, actually, my great-great-great-grandfather <laughs> had that much too. So I might have a bit of it, you know? I might have a bit of it. It's not It's not the Rugby League World Cup or the Rugby World Cup, man. We can have like an eighth Samoan and he can play for Tonga. <laughs> None of that rubbish, man. But yeah, that's my thing. Sounds to me like it's the lawyers uh, trying to... Give him the idea. It's just, we're gonna we're gonna go. You know what? There was a thing called sex somnia. We should tell the judge you're suffering from it. Well, how do you check for it then? Do they check your blood? <laughs> <laughs> but no. But how would you, how would you be diagnosed with this? This is the first case that's ever happened. And then like I say, how do you how do you say what you gotta say? All right, show me your fools. <laughs> you gonna count that number of lines that shows that you masturbate or you mare? How do you how do you think it? It's, I don't, bro. It's bring your last fifty sexual partners in, and we want to hear about it, bro. That's a big fight. If those lawyers thought, oh, we'll try and use this as a story, how do you measure it? How do you measure that? Well, obviously they, they failed because he said <laughs> it's, it's, he said to her in the morning, "Oh, don't tell anybody," which means that he knows what he was doing. <laughs> uh, fuck, come on, uh, like what is was saying? The fucking justice system has failed that 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 girl, bro. Fuck yeah, man, no. that's wrong, bro. It's wrong. It's that's it's wrong. fucking. It's called rape. That's end of. How can you know? He went to her when she was asleep, and then tell, you know, uh, you know, and then she woke up because she he was on top of her. Oh, uh, you know, he should have said then. Oh, sorry, I got six six omnia. You know, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I got six omnia. You know. But even before he fell asleep, 
He shouldn't have put himself in that position. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, not should have left because we knew he should have left. He knew he was gonna get sick somewhere. End up going to sleep and his bee's gonna go ping. He left it going to man. I hope they put. I mean, cancel his name submission, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you want to know who the mighty family is that carrying that that genetic disease into our streets of Auckland, man. Sick somewhere of these, <laughs> bro. Fucking hell. Oh. In New Zealand justice system, bro. Sorry. I mean, even while he's like, he hasn't been processed, then, like, you know, bro, they just need to put those freaking uh, panties and stuff, freaking <laughs> chains and lockers, fools up. He's only allowed to be cute or he's standing up. Bro, because. Fucking hell. Man. And those lawyers, bro. Fuck, really? So, so that's, that's my question to you guys now. Who's the fear poker in this story? It's the, to me, it's the lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's still it's still that motherfucking guy, bro. Nah, nah, yeah. People of the week, bro, to the lawyers and the sick kind of week yeah, they come right there. The Fuck, yeah. it's like, but yeah, but like, if you're the jury, how are you supposed to like? If you're if we were the jury, we're like, but. How, how? Like he knew he was drinking. Oh fuck! He knew if he knew he was gonna left. stay there, he's put himself in that position. Knowingly knowing that he is a sickness. Uh, he knew all your story, man. <laughs> Fucking gifts. <laughs> <laughs> he got a good one, man. <laughs> there you have it, folks. We got a fair buckle and a sick can of the week at the same time. <laughs> Damn, double, double whammy, whammy eh? Okay, double no. whammy. <laughs> okay, we're going to um, comments corner, boys. And uh, we've got a, f- a couple of uh, positive uh, comments here. We got one from DJ Esther, which is uh shout out to also Aaron. Um K's up all day. <laughs> He's replying to our um our, our, our Wesley College uh talk. Oh yo hard. But yeah, shout out to the um to the people for the yeah, and I don't think people realise the power in like uh, feedback for us. Because, you know, there are some days where we might be flat. <laughs> and sometimes we, we listen to some it. Some CPR. Like, did, we just, did we just blow around for bump, like 20 minutes? Bump, yeah. And I haven't even started on the top. <laughs> but, man, the um the comments, man, it's like a... It's good, eh? It's good that we even use it. Like, because, you know, we do have people that listen in from overseas. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, just the people that I bump into when they bring up the pods. And you do have a bit of a laugh. But, like, the recent, most recent one and I said was Sulu when he coming on Friday. <laughs> and he goes, man, you got it. So I was like, surely answer the question, mate. Answer the question. So then that only, that only makes us get better and bigger, you know? Well, the, the, that's funny you mentioned overseas people because the feedback I remember we get, like, even from when we did back on five ages ago, like, those that are overseas doing, having club rugby contracts or just moved overseas, like when they hear the podcast, you know, hit and they they hear us. They like remember New Zealand, you know. They remember the hood yeah. when yeah. they used to live yeah, here. Yeah, and they and they love it, eh? Because that's their their connection just connected again. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. it's good. It's good for them in the environment. Okay, we got the the Killer Worm King posted up. Great podcast, very raw. Appreciate the honesty, Alufaku. That's uh, the Killer Worm King. Shut he, up. He was replying to, to the March Madness, the March, Ma- March Madness episode. Um, we got um, Jeezy Fitz. Good listen. Hope you guys have a great week. Shut Jeezy Fitz. <laughs> Don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got. 
That was uh, that was comments corner. Okay, uh, what have we been watching on TV? We're at the movies. So I went to the movies on Saturday, and I saw Air, the, the Ben Netflix Matt Damon. Bro, good movie, man. It's a good movie, eh? Yeah. Because it's, it's funny, because you know the story, right? You know what happens. You know Michael Jordan gets Air Jordan. You know, you Bleenia, know. Bleenia, Bleenia. But it's interesting to me how where Nike was at that time. They were like nothing. Yeah. They went because they were doing courtiers, eh? That yeah, they were the doing courtiers, but that, that's all they were doing. They were, because they, they got rich first from from just running shoes. It was just they were just selling running shoes, and that's it. That's all like yeah. the like Essex now. If you look, if you know Essex yeah. right now, yeah, they were on that level, right? The low cut, yeah, low cut, and just trainers, you know. Yeah, and that's all they were doing, and they wanted to get into the the um the basketball. They wanted to get into it, you know, and they saw that Adidas was getting players because Adidas had uh Larry Bird and. Magic Johnson and Run DMC, you know yeah. everybody won. Yeah, that yeah, that is all the soft shell yeah. shoes, eh? the yeah. low cuts. But no one had come out of the high cut yeah. yet. Eh? It was still like transitioning. Yeah. But it was funny because Adidas and oh the, the 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 big one, the big dogs was um was Converse. They were number one. Yeah, Adidas yeah, yeah. number two because you know all the NBA players had had Converse those yeah. days. Yeah. So yeah. <clears throat> the the model in those days was just the shoe manufacturers just make the shoe and that's it. They'll and they'll just get the players to to represent that shoe, so it wasn't like a player gets his own shoe. It wasn't like that. Oh, so Nike yeah, was yeah. the first one to have that idea. Yeah. So yeah. that you know that's, that's what that, blew up. They started it. You know that, that was interesting because they had to find a way to get Michael Jordan because they knew they wouldn't get him because he wanted he wanted to go to Adidas. Oh. Yeah, because because Adidas was big those days because of Run DMC. Yeah. You know, all the black people wanted to be you know. Yeah. Because it was cool to wear the shoutos and the. And the and and the tracks. So if you watch those Run DMC music videos, you know what you mean, eh? Like, who 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 doesn't want to be part of Adidas, you know? So that was an uphill battle for them to try get Michael Jordan over. Yeah. But they 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 won him because of the deal. Like they're the first ones to think. Was it some, did it show that it was at a McDonald's? Or was that a was that ever signed that it was at a takeaways? Did they did they scream? Nah, like because that? the guy that worked for Nike at the time, he he tried to convince his bosses that we have to go for Michael Jordan. That's it. Nah, because they the budget was two hundred fifty grand for free players, like split amongst free players. But they were yeah. looking at the draft, the eighty four draft, and they was looking at the people with ten below. Yeah, because they thought they could only afford these people, because the people up yeah. high, because Michael Jordan was number three pick, Sam Bowie and um. Hakim. And Hakim Olajuwon, number one. So they they gave up on them because nah, they'll go to Adidas. But this guy, the Matt Damon plays, he goes nah, nah, we gotta go for Michael Jordan, man. He's the guy. So they spent all what is it, two hundred and fifty k, three hundred. They have the the budget was two hundred fifty k on three players, like split it amongst three players. But they invested it all in Michael. Well, that was his um, his, his bet. Oh, okay. But so half of the movie is him trying to convince his bosses. That we have to get Michael Jordan, and then yeah. his boss was like, oh, "Fuck off, nah, you know it's too risky." You know? Did they say what the actual deal was? So I didn't know this, but because he wanted to give the whole two fifty to Michael Jordan, right? Because he knew that Adidas would just match it and give him a car. That's what Adidas did. They matched the two fifty and said, "Oh, you can have a car." Shit, yeah. And so he thought he lost, but the kicker was, you get the deal, and you get ten percent. Every shoe that sells, that yeah. was the that yeah. was the kicker, and um, no one's done that ever before. And he gave up when he said that. He said, "Oh shit!" 
So he had to tell his boss, oh, we didn't get him. He goes, how come? Oh, he wanted 10% of every shoe sold. Sorry, can't do it. And then his boss goes, oh, man. You know what? Fuck it. Just give it to him. And then he was like, okay, still, and he was happy. Yeah. And that's how they they got him to Nike. Yeah. Because when they were making the shoe for him, because that was the whole thing, we'll make a shoe for him. Like, that's his shoe. Never been done before. Yeah. Because it's yeah, like you use, smart you use the shoes we already got. That was the that's what everyone yeah. else was doing. Yeah, use the shoes we already have, not make your own shoe, mm. like custom made, you know. And this is your yeah, shoe. Yeah. So, Damn. And and for ten percent for every shoe sold, man. Shit. Yeah, it's cool. It's a cool story. To, it shows all that. It shows from the beginning and end. Like it's it's an amazing story because no way you think how did how did this company do it? How did Nike do it? Because if you're like the bottom. All you need is Michael, because the risk was Michael Jordan, because he just came out of college. Came out of college. Yeah, everyone knew he was good, but no one, on me. no one knew he was gonna be that good. Yeah, you know, like go all in, like bet on him. It was a big risk, man. For I mean, sounds like a good movie. Yeah, it's good. it's good because um, it's like I like the nostalgia of it because it's in the eighties and everything about it is eighties. Like in the in the yeah, beginning of the movie, it's got a montage of eighties stuff. Yeah, like um, and, you, and it just flicks by on the screen. It's got Game Boy and all that 80s stuff, which just shows. <laughs> all the <laughs> 80s the movies, you know, Back to the Future and all that. All the 80s movies, all 80s music. It's cool, yeah. man. It's cool. And then what they wear mm. and, the, and the clothes in there. And the, yeah, it's a good movie, man. I, I recommend it. Eh? Did, did you use, um, growing up, did you have like a favorite pair of shoes? Yeah, man. Um, the high cut Adidas, they were black ones. Mm. Black with the. But that was before they went to the stripe. It was the the flower. Yeah, man, my sister had a pair. She couldn't fit. She gave them to me. Fuck, I used to rock them all the time. Man, yeah. Cortez was my favorite. The Nike Cortez. Oh, my mind was um, my cousin had a pair of Reeboks, the high cut. Uh, yeah, they were white too. They were like this white old school. Fuck, I remember. I, I think I took it off his, off his um, dick. So you know, at the end of the movie, when you have all the um, those words show up, yeah, like what they're doing yeah, now, credits, uh, not the credits, the name, but the oh, yeah, they have a little um, like an explanation. explanation of where yeah, they, oh, what they're no. doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, uh, one came up and said Michael Jordan earns four hundred million a year with his Air Jordans just by doing nothing because that ten percent is still yeah, it's still clicking. there. The ten percent from when he first did the eighty four is still bro. going. And you think of all the Air Jordans around the world. That's the biggest passive income you'd <laughs> ever the, realize. And that's what the, the, the description says. Is, would that be more than his ever than his NBA contracts? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Sure. But see, that doesn't include um, McDonald's, um, uh, what's that cereal? Uh, Wheaties. Space Jam. You know? Yeah. And all the even his movies. All the movies and, you know, all the endorsements. Damn. And then you got the NBA contract, which probably doesn't mean anything with all these. Like wow. 400, 400 yeah. million every year by doing nothing. But you gotta, yeah. People gotta realize, man. Um, Shaq says it. Shaq says it all the time, eh? Um, like when he acknowledges the guys who paved did it before him. Yeah, paved the way. Like he, like he says, if it wasn't for Larry and that Magic, especially Jordan, man. It's like if, if it wasn't for Michael, all of these um, third-party deals outside of the NBA would never have happened. Like, cause you know, who knew that these guys could rap? You know, Shaq got on the rap scene, but he goes, "But we talk about the shoes, man." Cause remember, he was signed to Reebok yeah. at one point, <laughs> and then 
someone hit him up outside the Kmart or some shit and said, why are you making shoes that we yeah. can't afford? Like, my son, you know? And then he was like, fuck it. I want to go design a shoe, affordable. Bro, it's like, man, the guy's like... Oh, yeah, I love fuck. Shaq, man. You see, right now, like, how many years Jordan been re- retired? And his shoes are still popular, you know? And you look yeah. at any other NBA player who's retired and he doesn't buy any of shoes. But one of the feet, like, God forbid he was to die, whether that contract would be finished. Well, his kids probably there'd be, his kids. There'd be one, like, one of these like, yeah. clause that said, like, it would be for the, your lifetime. And then, because if he died, then it would end. Oh. Whether he'd be able to inherit that or just say, okay, change the terms. We'll go, instead of 10%, we'll go 5% if I was to pass on. Then it goes to his kids and Still, it, his yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a cool movie because you we already know what happened. Right? Yeah. But yeah, it's good yeah. to see how it happened. You know, it's good to yeah. just get a perspective on how hard it was or what it was like. Because it's funny because you never see Jordan in the movie. They never show his face. Never. as an actor, obviously, but it's always behind them or the side of him. Never. <laughs> but they don't want to put him in there in the movie because yeah, yeah. they want to concentrate on the, on the, business, the business side, side of, of it, yeah. the parents. But that guy just shows how good he is. Eh? For yeah, man. He didn't even need to show his face. Shit. Just a story about him. Huh? Just is enough to make you go, wow, really? It's just heaps of yeah, money. Yeah, like. But you know what I got out of that movie is take risks. Man, they took the biggest risk that I've ever seen, and it man. And paid off. Like, you know, who put, who goes all in on something that hasn't happened yet? Yeah. That's gambling, man. Hey, that's the biggest gamble. Because that's the movie, and I remember watching the 30 to for 30 when they talked about when the deal came about. Because they cartooned. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. They drew, like, the pictures of the concepts that they presented to Jordan, and then the mum looked at him and was like, Huh? Like, you know? Because that was before he even was thinking about the draft. Sure. But, like, just to see the color scheme of, like, the um, the university colors on the on the shoes. It's like, yeah. Uh, and they were saying, that, eh, the way they were saying, like, bro, no player has a shoe, mm. like, cuts the fit. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they put the California colors on, on and the shoe. And especially when it's not even uh, the man yet, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. But it's cool how there's a part in the beginning where. Matt Damon's character, you see why he chose Michael Jordan because there's a cool scene in the beginning where they got the draft on the on the on the whiteboard, and they're going with the executives like looking at the scene who did to uh, give the two fifty to the picky names. John Stockton was there, and um, uh, Charles Barkley was there, you know. But the one, two, and three, and five, they didn't want to look at it because they knew Eddie Dess would, would yeah, take it, take so them. they just gave up on those. Nah, don't worry about them. Just concentrate on the ones down, like you know. It was like. But Matt Damon was just getting in way because he just wanted Michael Jordan. <laughs> Why did he go to his college games in that? Nah, he, but nah. he was already known, dude. Like in that era, he was already known. Everyone knew who Michael Jordan oh. was. People literally went to the stadiums to watch him play because they knew, hey, there's this kid up there. <laughs> <laughs> like what I was ever like knowing that story, like having though I haven't seen the movie, was how they. Before they put into production the shoe, the first shoe that they drew up for him for his university colors, even though when he signed at the Bulls, they're like, "Oh fuck, we already manufactured the shoe." But look how it's played out now. Yeah, it's like, bro, the rebirth of the remakes of them, like re re releasing, yeah. bro, and of those colors, even though he was, you know, he never wore those colors, like you know, so he ended up being a Bulls. So like the transition of those to the to the Air Force, the, 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 um, the Nike ones and the Jordan ones, yeah. And that in that color scheme, the Bulls color scheme, so far, that's crazy, and man. When they were first making the shoe, because um, the NBA at the time had a rule, 
has to be 51% or every shoe in the NBA has to be 51% white so when they mm. did it 51% white because of the rule they looked at the shoe and goes man that doesn't look good and they said oh, you know what just make it red man who cares so they made it red like the you know the Jordan 1's you yeah. know how they're red red and black black yeah yeah so the deal was oh yeah you know what every time you get a fine we'll pay it because yeah. <laughs> they wanted the original yeah but it's a beautiful marking mm. thing, eh? Like, bro, every shoe, like, fuck, yeah. I remember when um, Jared Hayne, do you remember Jared Hayne had that Nike deal when he was with the um, Eels and it was the gold Nikes? Bro, it's like, I remember, like, hearing my boys talk about it, like, he's a garage sale <laughs> exclusive. So I remember when my bro Hamid made the Warriors as an 18-year-old and he was playing. And back in the day, like, Mickey's mum used to work at Sula. She'd, come, she'd bring us tape. So you would have a white tape. And because, you know, that's what we yeah, man. Like, after everyone's worn the boots, oh, can I wear a boots? I got, I got a game. So we'd give our boots to each yeah, other. Yeah, to wear. Yeah. So I remember Mickey used to always get the latest Adidas shoes. Like, in, like you know, when Hame got picked up from the Warriors, he was wearing Mickey's <laughs> Adidas boots. But he said, man, lucky you had them. But then he'll bump into the guys who said, Said to him years later, man, I remember when the white boots came out. It was, it was you guys, the, the custom guys. And we're like, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I used to come out in your white boots. But he's a bit like, docs, we weren't trying to be fancy. We were taping them up because the boots had holes in them. So, you know, that's why we yeah. did them. So when they went from black to like different colors, it's like bro, everyone was trying to copy their trend. Eh? But I remember Jared Hayne when he came gold out with the gold boots. Like the, um, they were like hot, the, the, the neon the yellow, 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 yellow and the green. Yeah, like those. And people were like, bro, that's a massive <laughs> statement, eh? But then you watch the tape when he made the um, the um, State of Origin team and he's wearing them. <laughs> Nike's boots, everyone's wearing them, eh? I'm, I do remember those those boots coming out. Because it went from that and then Christian Inu wore the, I think it was the orange ones. Then everyone tried to do the orange ones. Oh, everyone wants to be like Parramatta. Then they did the half and half. It's like, surely they want Nike boots, <laughs> man. I see... Good movie to watch. Yeah, good movie to watch, man. Good um it's fun. It's a fun movie. It's straight to the point, eh? It's like it's yeah. It's nothing fancy. It's just you know the story. This is the, this is just the story. What cinema yeah. did you watch? Uh, we went to watch it there in uh New Lynn. Oh, yeah, the Reading. Mm. I like that place, eh? Yeah, I just like the space. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got um local hero. Oh yeah, local hero. Man, this is a new little segment that we've got going on. Yeah, like you know, Pacifica we're talking this. Um Yeah, so as I as you know, I've been watching um Monty Beefham's um Once Once a Warrior and you know, sort of reliving my memories of when my bro Hami was at the Warriors, because like, you know, I only supported the Warriors because he was there and when Jerry Oliver was there, so it was like oh you can go support family, you know. I then um yeah, sort of did of a chase on like 'cause a few players have said that um this guy, Tongan and uh, we're talking under Kelsey Oldboy was like, man, he was something else. But then um, I listened to a podcast that he was on. I forgot what the podcast is called. But then they asked him some pretty in-depth um, questions just about his life. So it was a kid, man. This guy had um, a twelve-year-old, but he lived up north. He's from Fangare. He had um, that. Um, I think Robbie Fruin had it as well. He had. Um, Sickness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rheumatic fever. He had rheumatic fever. So back then, it was sort of like, oh, what do you do? You know, what do you do? So he came down to Auckland, had a surgery, then he went back home. And then this doctor's pretty much told him, ah, man, 
you know, you probably be the end of sport for you. And as a kid, he just be like, oh, nah, I'm like young, you know. Mm. And he watches older brothers play sport as well. Like he's from a staunch league family. And eventually they moved out west. They moved out west to Kasten and that. And um, yeah, he still kept in the loop of what I'm um, playing local footy. And yeah, he obviously, so his transition to club football was to go back to Point Chev. Oh. And that's where he became friends with Stacey Jones. Play for the Pirates. So, yeah, so if you know the Warriors and the Mount and like everything that the Warriors went through, because like when he became a professional league player, that was when they started paying them properly. Like, because he said, like, you know, when John Cohen jumps on to Monty's um, show, he actually sh- says, bro, these guys are getting crumbs, man. You know, they're getting crumbs. So like as a kid, not being full time yet, but still training, still doing, he, he was still working as well. So I think he was trying to do a few apprenticeships and stuff, try and get a trade because he knew that. You know, you needed a catch net for you know, footy after after yeah. footy. But um, now nah, what makes him local hero in my eyes is that he talks about everything, like in everyone who's helped him along the way. He talks about his family, his wife, his kids. But the biggest, like you know, the thing they put on my heart about um Alwyn's heart is talking about the school, but then. Cause he, cause he was like the only league player who got shit from Graham Henry for playing league. This is in the predominant, and this is that era where they were champions, where the school was like hard. Oh, yeah. you know? So he stuck to his guns, still played f- league, and he made it. Like he made played for Tonga, played for the Kiwis, and he was like icon at the Warriors. Eh? Like everyone knows him. Like if you remember that Brisbane um, punch up, you know the Warriors in Brisbane, and bro, he's in the thick of it. Him and Monty Beefham. And he's lacing into somebody with the mean uppercuts. But he, years later, so when he finishes his footy career, and like this is on the back of Stacey Jones' first year, um, back at the Warriors, and then he retired, turned into a coach. They go back to Point Chev. They go back to Point Chev because Point Chev at the time, they had junior teams, but they never had a senior team. Oh. So that was them going back to give back to the yeah. club. Like you hear about all these guys, they leave um, local footy and they go back, go overseas and they come back, but they don't go back to their junior clubs. So he went back to the junior club, which was Point Chev with Stacey, and they assembled like pretty much an all stars team. And their team is pretty much every ex player that's just come back into the country playing Monty Beef, um, um, you know, Quinton Torpy yeah. and that. So they put a team together. If you look at Point Chev now, in the last 10 years, that's on the back of those guys. You know, and that's going back to the grassroots, because they pretty much had um, all the kids teams, but they never had a senior team. And like we've heard Dion talk about, like what it is to build a club up when you got all the junior grades, but you want to have all the senior teams yeah. as well. Yeah. And so when yeah, when Owen and that went back to their junior club and gave the seasons that they did, bro, they're hot now. Yeah. Like Point yeah. Chev is like the pinnacle. It used to be Mount Albert, to be fair. I mean, Glenora's always been at the top as well, but. Point shift, bro, have been untouchable for the last decade. And that's on the back of these guys, yeah. right? <laughs> So that's my local hero, man. Like, I, just, I think about that and the life he is, he's living now, like running his own businesses and stuff. But, like, you know, when you have that winner to help people and help, especially community groups, especially, like, your junior yeah. club. Yeah, back and help. Because they're at the yeah. top, man. Like, you know, legit. Like, those guys went back and did it. So that, to me, is local, local hero, man. Like, you know. Sure. Alwyn. <laughs> Mantis. Be good to Good have him on. Shave. 
Sweet boys. <clears throat> I think that's us, eh? We'll go, um, we'll do some last words. Um, have a good week. Enjoy the last day of holiday tomorrow. Um, back, oh, you be, you work, you no, work on Tuesday, then, uh, yeah, back to work on Tuesday, back on the grind. Um, just stay safe and shot Izzy. <laughs> Yo. Oh, last words, man. Um, just wanna, yeah, I just wanna acknowledge my oldest girl, man. Like, so her boyfriend flew over from us. It's her friend, it's his friend, but his boyfriend, he's staying with us, but um. It gave me like a perspective of being a dad, and like I'd like to think if my daughter was to fly over, that she wouldn't be treated with any hostility or sort of like, oh, who's this, you know? And being so, bro, my mum's always gonna be like, I can hear my mum's voice, like, you know, doing something for the kid, because if that happens one year, because you don't want that to happen, you know? So he he's friendly, he's nice, nice guy, but I think it's big of my daughter, and I like to believe that I've treated my wife good enough that she wouldn't settle for anyone any less, you know, as a dad. But yeah, my shout-outs to her because, man, it feels like time is going so fast that it's just going to, you know, disappear. And when she's gone, she's she's out of the country, you know. But yeah, my last words to her. Um, and to any, um, anybody wishing and still procrastinating, man, and if someone sends you an invite to show up, take it, man, because, you know, you might not get it. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my last words. You're right, man. Go easy. And, man... I just remember his um speech eh, when he won there, eh? when that he said to everybody in the around the world in the stadium watching TV, you know, just think about that moment when you're happy. Eh? Yeah. Just think about whenever that moment's gonna be when you make your goals come true, like that time, eh? Like, just got me hyped, man, because you know, I don't know, man. The goals I've got on my head, like you know, I'll get there one day, and I'm gonna have that happiness too. We all gonna have that happiness. Yeah, man. We're gonna have that happiness. All right, boys, thanks for coming in. Let's get the fuck out of here.